Hello everyone, happy Thursday to you all. It's your man Uncle Dub with episode 146 of the Sports Wagon Podcast. Hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, it's Uncle Dub, I-T-S-U-N-C-L-E underscore D-U-B. So it's opening day in Major League Baseball. So baseball is back. So we we knew all of the uh, the, the, the issues that we went through have a almost a 100-day lockout. So we are one day short of 100 days with the lockout. Lockout got you know taken care of. So now baseball's back, full schedule. So today we got seven games. So actually nine games were scheduled, two are postponed. We have seven games, two will be on television. So in about 17 minutes from now, Milwaukee visits the Cubs at 220, Corbin Burns versus Kyle Hendricks. Cleveland goes to Kansas City, 410, Shane Bieber versus Zach Greinke. Pittsburgh visits St. Louis at 415, JT Rubaker versus Adam Wainwright. Pit, uh, let's see, uh, blah, blah. New York, the Mets visit the National 705 p.m. on ESPN Plus, Taylor, Tyler McGill, rather, versus Patrick Corbin. Cincinnati goes to Atlanta, visiting the uh, defending World Series champs, 8 p.m. ESPN 2, Tyler Mall versus Max Fried. Then Houston goes to visit the Los Angeles Angels, 9.38 p.m. Eastern, Framber Van- Valdez versus Shohei Otani. And the nightcap, San Diego at Arizona, 9.40 p.m., U Darvish versus Madison Bumgarner. Canceled today, Boston at New York and Seattle at Minnesota. Tomorrow, there'll be 13 games on the Friday slate starting the first opening weekend of Major League Baseball. So right now, everyone has the Dodgers as the prohibitive favorite to win the World Series. I think they've got the Dodgers coming out of the NL. And I believe, I can't remember the predictions. I thought they had the Blue Jays coming out of the American League. I Don't quote me on that. I, I remember reading it yesterday, but again, it's <laughs> yesterday's stuff that I read. Um, as we move over to the WNBA, because we'll again uh, put a, actually we want to put a finishing touch on the college basketball season. So the last show or a couple shows ago, I was hoping to have the final uh, the final rankings, <laughs> and uh, I think I went through two shows, no final rankings, so we'll just run through the final rankings, the top tens and notables. The WNBA Atlanta trades for the number one pick, so they now have the number one pick in the draft. So as I mentioned, leading up to the draft, which is coming up on Monday, we knew that there was going to be another uh, transaction. There are probably a few more transactions right up to the moment that the draft takes place. So this is big. So what that does, because I I talked about this too, I talked about the draft boards and how certain picks amongst a a certain number of draft boards were similar. The one and two picks were kind of the same people, just flip-flop depending on who you're looking at. And so right now with that trade, we flip-flop number two, one and two picks again. So number one right now, most draft boards have Uh, Kentucky's Ryan Howard going to Atlanta and then in the second position Alyssa Smith will go to Indiana and then Washington will have the third pick looking at uh, Shakira Austin from Ole Miss Um, now let's go into uh, college basketball so first let's look at the final rankings from the ladies final rankings top 10 and notables so as we know, one and two will be South Carolina and UConn. So South Carolina finishes the season 35 and two, UConn two, Stanford three, Louisville four, NC State five, Texas six, Michigan seven, Iowa State eight, Maryland nine, and Indiana 10th. So notables, 11 and 12, 11 Baylor, 12 LSU, Iowa finishes at 14, 
Notre Dame finishes at 17, Arizona finishes at 18, Florida Gulf Coast finishes at 20, and South Dakota finishes at number 24. On the men's side, so as we know, one and two will be Kansas and UNC. So Kansas, all 32 first place votes, they finish 34 and six. UNC second, Duke third, Villanova fourth, Gonzaga fifth, Arizona sixth, Houston seventh, Arkansas eighth, Baylor ninth, and Purdue rounds out the top 10. One notable for the top 25, St. Peter's finishes at number 24. Some news from final news from the world of college basketball uh, on the award side. Aaliyah Boston finishes the trifecta. She wins the Wooden Award. So, again, she takes home all the major awards and, of course, the national championship. So very well deserved. Such a great season. And the transfer portal on the women's side is insane right now. The one group or the one team that's standing out to me and probably to most observers of women's college basketball and the transfer portal and all the things that are happening as the season ends is at Maryland. They are, for lack of a better term, they are hemorrhaging players. So Ashley Owusu transferred, Mimi Collins transferred amongst, uh, and there's a couple of reserves who transferred. So there are a lot of players leaving Maryland. Um, I remember I read a report that said uh, Mimi Collins entered her name and then she essentially put a note that she did not want to be contacted. And per the report, that kind of sort of tells you she kind of has a feeling she knows where she's going. So uh, there's a lot going on with the transfer portal and players are leaving and some players have left maybe two or three weeks ago and they've already found a new team. Some players are still you know, in the process of figuring it all out. But it's going to be very interesting to see where many of these players land because there are a lot of teams that are in need. Um, some teams are just going to so like South Carolina. Uh, I believe they had one or two transfers coming in, but again, with some big names out there and many people have Ashley Owusu as the number one player in the transfer portal right now. So it's going to be interesting to see where she lands. Um, I was thinking about this this morning. I kind of feel like Mimi Collins, she started her career at Tennessee. She transferred to Maryland. Now she's leaving. I got a weird feeling she's going to end up back in the SEC. I'm thinking, LSU or South Carolina, maybe Ole Miss. I'm just spitballing here, but I don't know that my just kind of thinking about um, just the teams that could make some moves in the transfer portal. Um, and then, of course, there are a lot of teams that really need players because either they're rebuilding. Um, there are some schools that, you know, their recruiting just went to nothing. So no recruiting class coming in. They're losing players to transfer, so they've got to bring some talent in via the transfer portal. So that's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, on the men's side, Oscar Shibway wins the Wooden Award. So he's the first uh, Kentucky player to win the Wooden Award since Anthony Davis did it in 2012. He also took home the Naismith Trophy. So congratulations to Oscar Shibway. So he was, for many, the prohibitive uh, favorite to win uh, the major awards on the men's side. Um, a couple coaching notes on the lady side, Carrie Moore. So she was this past season an assistant at Michigan, previously at North Carolina and Princeton. She is now the new head coach at Harvard. She replaces the retiring Kathy Delaney Smith. 
Um, Diane Richardson is the new head coach at Temple. She was previously at Towson. So she went 80 and 66 and five years at Towson. Uh, they were the 2019 CAA champs. They went to the NIT this year. They had a record-breaking 24 wins this past season and took the team to the NCAA tournament one time. She replaces Tonya Cardoza, who was not retained uh, at Temple. Now, um, kind of sticking a little bit of college basketball, this is more kind of draft stuff. Um, uh, guard Ty Ty Washington from Kentucky, he is uh, declared for the N NBA draft. He's a who hire an agent. He is currently on one board. He's currently 14th on the mock draft. He's a projected lottery pick. He's 6'4 combo guard. Um, he hurt his ankle back in January, but great production from him. 12, 12 and a half points, about four assists, and 1.2 steals a game. Um, with the injury, it did hurt his, you know, obviously hurt his game, his mobility, his quickness. Um, he talked about, you know, having, you know, just getting ready to have the opportunity to present to teams that he can, you know, do all the things that, uh, you know, he can do. Again, great ball handler, really good shooter. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what he can present to teams uh, kind of getting ready for for the draft here. Um, I don't have a whole lot today because, again, I'm doing an early show tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to be a uh, little bit busy, so I figure I go ahead and hit you with the Thursday, hit you with a Thursday show as opposed to a Friday show. So, not going to really get a chance to really set the weekend up that well. So, there's a couple things we'll we'll point out. For example, the Masters started today, and as of right now, so the first round is currently in progress, and uh, we'll recap the tournament on Monday. Currently, we've got. Two, four, five. We got a six-way tie for two under. Danny Willett currently leads the tournament along with Cameron Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Scotty Scheffler, Carl Schwartzel, and Sung J M. Um, currently, I think Tiger Woods. Last time I checked, he was at even par. So Tiger is playing. So that was the big announcement on Tuesday. He's playing, and was watching a little bit of the first round action. He looks pretty good. Um, hitting the ball very well. Doesn't seem to be. You know, in a whole lot of distress. I mean, he, as we talked about, he played in a um, a charity tournament with his son. You know, had a lot of fun. You know, more of a casual atmosphere. Um, played really well. I I don't remember how they did. I'm sure they did fairly well. But for the most part, he looks really good. Hitting the, I mean, hitting the ball well. Um, Fred Couples, another former uh, Masters champion, and they, you know, him and. Uh, Tiger have a really good relationship. They played a practice round this past week, and he just watched Tiger just bomb balls off the tee, off the fairway, and all he could do was just nod and go, yeah, he's back. He, he's good to go. And so currently he's even through 10 holes, so he's on the back nine making his way back to the clubhouse. So, again, right now um, it looks like everyone – is out has gone out today we've got well let me back up we've got several more groups that need to go out today uh notables in those groups dustin johnson colin morikawa john ron will zalatoris xander shoffley jordan spieth uh roy mcelroy brooks kepka so those guys are going to be teeing off uh actually they uh, group just teed off um, actually, two, three. So two of these groups just teed off. The last groups will go off in the next 20 minutes. So those guys are going to try to catch 
um, whomever is currently leading. So right now the leaders are currently um, just starting. Sung JM just went to three under. He's only through his first three holes. So right now the pace seems to be pretty good in the Masters. But as we said, we'll keep our eye on uh, the Masters over the weekend. And on Monday we'll talk through um, you know how it went um, for whomever <laughs> wins the Masters. Uh, this coming Sunday, we'll crown the champion about 6 p.m., uh, 6, uh, 6, 6.30 on Sunday. Um, from the NFL, um, Steve Wilkes and Ray Horton have both joined Brian Flores' lawsuit against the NFL. So that lawsuit, remember, against the NFL, the Dolphins, the Giants, and the Broncos. So Steve Wilkes, um, he's currently, uh, I think, in his first year as an offensive analyst with the Panthers. He was the head coach of the Cardinals in 2018. So in the amended lawsuit, the uh, lawyers for Flores are basically saying that Wilkes was hired as, quote, a bridge coach. So essentially, he was hired for that one year to kind of get the team into a situation where they could hand off to the next coach. So after they fired Wilkes after one season where he went three and 13, they hired Cliff Kingsbury and Kingsbury uh, Kingsbury has been very successful. So the um, talk here is, or the allegation here rather is that he was not given enough resources and the chance to be successful as their head coach. Um, Ray Horton, uh, he has been assistant uh, in the league since 1994. He interviewed for the Titans job in 2016. That job eventually went to Mike Malarkey. And on a podcast about a year or two ago, Malarkey told this podcast that the Titans front office told him, Malarkey, that he's got the job, period. So they hadn't completed interviews. They hadn't brought in any minority candidates. They told Malarkey he was the guy. So again, really good evidence of collusion there. So the lawsuit uh, being amended, adding Wilkes and Horton, the lawsuit will also add the Titans and the Cardinals as um, defendants in this lawsuit. Also, I'm sorry, and the uh, Texans as well. Um, the Texans have been added because Flores is saying that once he filed the lawsuit, the Texans retaliated against him by withdrawing his name from consideration for the head coaching position. So, again, as I've said on plenty of occasions in re relation to this this uh, lawsuit that, you know, Flores, you know, he's you know, he, he's fine. He's going to he's with Pittsburgh. He's a defensive analyst and linebackers coach. He's going to be OK. So shout out to uh, the Pittsburgh organization again to. Uh, Mike Tomlin for you know giving him that opportunity but again what person puts themselves out there like that if it, again if there's no evidence if you're just fraudulently just going to make these kinds of claims okay sure fine but there's plenty of evidence so we see the evidence that came from you know the Ray Horton situation there's plenty of evidence that um, Flores is presenting that he's laid out in the uh, in the lawsuit. So again, the discovery is going to be fun on this. But once discovery happens, then it's then it's all out there. And again, nobody puts themselves on the line like this to to make a statement like this for no reason. So again, um, 
this lawsuit uh, looks like, you know, is going to, you know, pr- proceed. Um, I don't know when things are going to start to really go towards court or anything like that. We know, you know, we're pretty certain that the NFL is probably going to try to find some way to, one, A, either make it go away, two, distract from it, B, try to make Flores look like the bad guy, or if all that fails, they're going to try to figure out some way to, you know, pay him off to make him go away. And um, I would say, you know, I hope he stands his ground on this because, you know, this has, something has to come of this. This is just it's just crazy. You know, just, you know, the Rooney rule is there. I've said plenty of times we've seen plenty of evidence where, you know, teams, they just go through the motions. They're not seriously giving many of these assistant coaches who are past due on an opportunity to interview and be hired. So, again, you know, when all this is when all this finally comes out, it's going to be interesting to see how the league deals with this, if they deal with it, because, you know, the the reckoning is here. Now it's time for it to take shape in some way. Um. So I don't. So because this is not the normal Friday show, you know how we do dubs and nails on Friday. Um, don't really have anything. I kind of got a situation that I think is kind of an L, but I'm not going to call it that today because you know not this usual show. Didn't really come pre- well, not come prepared. Didn't really have anything that I could find readily that was a dub. There was a story today about how the NCAA uh, has told teams, I'm sorry, schools that they could provide up to I want to say five thousand dollars per athlete for successful academic um, progress um, and you know I got to listen to a couple talking heads go off about that this morning and the way they were going off about it it was like you know well why should we reward these uh, athletes for doing what they're supposed to do they're getting tuition and they're getting all this stuff and it's free and they're going to school for free and I'm going that's the same argument that most of these talking heads used to say that they were against NIL. So, again, save save me for, from that. That's just crazy. But the report talked about how out, out of the however hundreds of schools, only about 20 were actually going to divvy out the money. Some were kind of like we're thinking about it, but a whole bunch of schools like now nah, we're not doing it. So. That and again, that's not my dub. That's not my L. I kind of want to talk about it, kind of like an L type of situation, if this were the normal show. But it still goes to show you that with NIL available, with all the money that these schools make off of the, you know, off of these players, um, you know, there's still the level of greed. And and I think I talked about how someone said, you know, if we weren't paying coaches and administrators these exorbitant salaries, then more could trickle down to the players in other ways. But, and of course, um, all these sports that are building these, you know, these huge, you know, stadium expansions and football complexes and basketball arena, you you know, it's, we know how it is. I mean, they've got the money to do all these things. And in some cases, you know, let's, let's be real. In some cases, these projects, do get private funding. So I will say that. But at the end of the day, once these facilities are built, they are part of the revenue stream 
that drives this particular university. If you build a big football complex, what does that do? That brings in recruits. You bring in a good coach. The coach gets paid from the school. The coach gets paid from the uh, apparel money and, you know, sponsorships, all that stuff. And then, of course, you know, coaches are getting making, you know, five million dollars a year. You know, I'm just throwing out a number here, but five million dollars a year. But yet, you know, people want to complain about, oh, well, players are getting paid. What more do they want? Or why are players transferring? It's like, well, coaches can leave whenever they want. So why not? You know, um, you know, if they want a better opportunity, why not? That's the reason why the coach is leaving. It's a better opportunity, either from a um, administrative standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, from a facility standpoint. Uh, money's in there, obviously. So everyone's getting a better opportunity. So why can't players go and do as they please in the same regard as coaches do what they please? Okay, so that's kind of that. But um, all that to say this, here's the thing. Here's the thing I wanted to get to today. So the season ends for Duke and Coach K and, you know, OK, walks off into the sunset or walks off into the storm. However you want to look at it. And when we say walk off into the sunset, we're thinking it was a rosy ending. It wasn't. You know, they lose to their arch rivals in the final four. You know, it is what it is. As I say again, that game was that was such a good game. I mean, probably definitely one of the. Uh, Definitely a top three Final Four game. I don't know where it is. I'd have to really stop and think about all the Final Fours I've watched and go, oh, man, what was the best Final Four game I ever watched? But, you know, i say top two. I mean, I, it would definitely have to be number one or two. I Again, I'd really have to stop and think about where, like, what game would be that much better. The only other game I could think about would be Virginia against – Auburn, but at the same time, too, that was a great game, but it kind of gave me heartburn because I'm going, oh, my God, we're about to lose the game and we win it. You know, <laughs> so I'm freaking out. So I don't know if that was a good game from the standpoint of we won it and eventually went to win the national title or was it bad because I'm thinking that game gave me so much heartburn, like those cardiac calves every freaking time. But Coach K retires. He's done. 42 years. Okay, great. So, of course, Jay Williams, <laughs> we've heard that name on the show before. Jay Williams, with his hot takes, he he always had. Jay Williams always does this. He's he says something really cool and fascinating. Because I remember he was on the ACC uh, tournament documentary and just you know listening to him tell his stories and how you know you know just playing for Coach K and doing all those great things in the ACC tournament. I mean, I was like, wow, you know, this is really cool. Just hearing his perspective. And even when he came on to talk about um, uh, the final game at Cameron, when he was on the when it was on the multicast on ACC Network, he was on set talking with uh, Joel Berry from UNC, and he talked about how he goes, "Yeah, it's a rivalry at UNC, but he goes, all those guys in Chapel Hill, they're my boys. We're cool. We play basketball in the summer. Yes, yeah, sure, it was a rivalry, but we 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 really you know had a great relationship. Still have a great relationship. We respect each other." But, you know, it's different when you're on the court, obviously, you know, with a rivalry. Yeah. Between the lines, you're going to go at it after the game. It's all love. It's hugs. It's daps. It's all that stuff. OK, fine. So Jay Williams has this, at least for me, has this great ability to say all this great stuff. And then he just finds a way to just F it up. So um, 
I think it was on his radio. He's on a he's on one of those ESPN shows. I, I ESPN has so many name shows, blah blah blah, and blah blah blah. I'm just like, ugh. and it's all day long. Just talking heads all day long, as if you just can't get enough in the morning. You got to hear the same regurgitated crap all day from talking heads. Fine, okay. So he has his hot take that Coach K, wait for it, is going to come out of retirement. But let that marinate for a second. Excuse me. He's going to come out of retirement. And so Coach K has a radio show on Sirius XM. So he's had that show. He's had that show for 16 years. I, I listened to it a couple times. Really good show. It's called Basketball and Beyond with Coach K. So he talks to other coaches, other famous people, just has these really cool conversations. So typically, um, Dave Sims, who's uh, I think he's still a sports broadcaster, he is usually the host, the co-host. He'll be the moderator, kind of, sort of. So Dave Sims was out. Sean Farnham was in for Dave Sims. And the first question Sean Farnham asked Coach K is, so what's the deal? Are you coming out of retirement? <laughs> like Tom Brady. And Coach K, in his usual humorous, self-effacing type of humor, says, well, first of all, the difference between me and Tom Brady is Tom Brady's coming out of retirement. He has something useful to give. I'm done. <laughs> you know, in so many words, it's like, I'm finished. I have nothing left to give. And so I'm kind of going, I get a hot take. Everybody has hot takes. I think I have hot takes. I mean, I try to keep them kind of reasonable, if you will. But, and I know that's your former coach. And I know, okay, the, the the dream scenario for your head coach, for your university, for your basketball program with him would be for him to walk off into the sunset holding a national championship trophy. Of course, it would for me as someone who, you know, I'm not really a Duke fan, but I've been like, OK, I, whatever. You know, again, in the day, y'all win it, whatever. Who cares? The season's over, whatever. But that is such a wild hot take. I'm thinking, has anyone said anything to him about that? I mean, even Coach K, has Coach K even called him and be like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. Like, come on, man. That is the most absurd hot take I've heard in quite a while. So I I don't want to give him an award. I, I just I just really need him to kind of kind of pick a lane. Like, pick that lane where you're telling cool story like i watched him tell another story on another show on a youtube video it's like stay in that lane dude tell your tell your basketball stories hell talk about basketball i think he's a good analyst that's just me i think he's a good analyst he you know breaks down the x's and o's pretty well he you know he has he has good um you know having played the game college professionally i think he has good insight and i, I was shocked when he left uh the basketball version of college game day i was a little shocked but now he's on the NBA side. Fine, whatever. He played pro for a little bit. But my whole thing is I like his perspective. So, and I loved his perspective when he was on college game day. But just stay in that lane. Come on, dude. Or even if you're going to give that hot take, joke, make it a joke. I mean, he's giving his hot take like, oh, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. I'm thinking the man's coach for 42 years. Let him just walk away and enjoy his life. I mean, it's, you know, you, you got to figure He's 75, you know, Coach K 75. He wakes up and goes, okay, it's time, you know, got my family. I want to spend more time with them. I want to do what I want to do, you know, because again, recruiting, coaching, planning games, you know, game planning, practice plan, that, 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 that's work. And, and what does he have left to prove? That's the other thing. 
Because I asked the same question about Tom Brady. What do you have left to prove, dude? You've won more Super Bowls than anyone else. What is left for you to do? Let's keep it real. So, yeah, hot take Charlie's. Um, you know, let's keep the hot takes kind of. Let's keep the hot takes lukewarm. Let's do that. Let's have lukewarm takes. Or let's make our hot takes such that you say it and go, ha, ha, joke, I'm tripping, I'm kidding. Uh, y'all go better what y'all are doing. Don't don't mind me. Um, th- this was just me talking out loud. I mean, or you say it. I'm just speaking out loud here, but go with me for a second. And sometimes I do that too. But just to get you to understand that here's a scenario that probably won't happen, but what if it did happen? That's it. Give me. He could have made it a fantasy sequence. That's it. But to just say it. And now it's like, oh, Coach Gay's going to come back. Come on, bro. Let, let it go. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So with that, I leave you on this rainy Thursday in the DMV. So I hope it's sunny where you are. I hope it's nice where you are. I am hoping we get some spring weather soon because I'm tired of wearing jackets and it's almost the middle of April. But until I see you again next week or talk to you again next week, I'm not physically seeing you. You know that. I hope you enjoy the weekend. Lots of great things to pay attention to on the television. Of course, the Masters. Um, of course, NBA hitting the crescendo here. NHL's winding down. Baseball is back. NASCAR. Enjoy it all. Until I talk to you again, don't forget to mask up. Protect yourself, social distance, and always remember to drink your water and mind the business that pays you. Peace. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Sports Wagon Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and tell a friend about the show. You can also send me a voicemail or send me a message on Twitter or Instagram at It's Uncle Dub. That's I-T-S-U-N-C-L-E underscore D-U-B. Also, please consider supporting the podcast at buymeacoffee.com backslash sports wagon pod. I really appreciate your support. Thank you.